welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. It is Mia here. It is officially the day after Halloween. I got a love-hate relationship with Halloween, you guys. I have to admit, I cannot get over the fact that we all go out and buy all this candy. Most of us don't want our kids to have it, yet they go out like crazy people and collect all this Halloween. I have set up a system for how to very quickly get rid of it. (laughs) So the switch witch does come to our house. The kids leave their candy out, save a couple pieces that they try. And, you know, a book or a small monetary gift or something is left behind. And it's really worked well for us. But I still have this thing like, where does the candy go? Why are we buying all this candy? Like, what are we thinking? Like, we know this doesn't work. You know what? I'm this is going live on a day when one of my kids doesn't even have school because schools have figured out that having all this candy does not yield good students the next day, right? So they have teacher enrichment day on this day. No one's admitting that it's the candy, but we know it's the candy. So there's that part of Halloween, but I have to admit, I do love the part of dressing up and my kids are pretty into costumes. So they all sort of crafted their versions of costumes. I had a a bird that my husband very I cut out a bunch of felt feathers and my husband who had done some theater back in high school still knows how to sew he got to put that together the middle one was a memory which I loved and she concocted this whole costume of what a memory would look like my oldest you know he's 13 so he's on that fence of like should I dress up shouldn't I but you know if you're going to go trick-or-treating you have to dress up and so he was a 404 error costume not found which was the middle ground I guess and I love just you know meeting new neighbors saying hi to old friends walking around at night there's something magical about that it's gotten a little bit cold here in Massachusetts it wasn't so cold all fall but it's cold now and it just it feels like fall you know we're gonna have we had a big pot of squash soup and I don't know That's the part I love, not the candy, but the rest of it I can take. So now it's the day after. And for me, we have officially kickstarted the holiday season. And the holiday season is that eight or nine week period between Halloween and the new year where there's a lot going on, you guys. We just need to acknowledge that. A lot goes on in this eight week time. And it's just busy. And if you have a job, it's probably busier at your job. If you your spouse has a job too or or he's the one with the job, like it's probably busy for him at this time of year. Schools amp up at this time of year. There's performances, there's tests, there's you know more gatherings. Um, all these different places have parties. If your child does any extracurricular activities, usually around this time of year, they're wanting to show us parents everything that they've been doing. 
And then there are the holidays that sort of sit on top of that. And this means that there's days off school that we would normally be in school. It means there are these celebrations where friends come together, family comes together that we don't always see. School, do, you know, school's not in session. And there's all these traditions that sort of come back and we're not sure whether we want them or we don't want them. And it's just a time of a lot of, angst for a lot of us. It's actually statistically the time of year when depression is at its highest, go figure, because magazines wouldn't have us believe that, right? But for parents, it's just plain old overwhelming. And I have been just so in the middle of that overwhelm. And about six years ago, I decided that I just had to change things up. It was just in this moment of clarity when I was like, whose traditions are these? Like, what's going on? And I remember a couple days when I was home, but my husband was at work because the kids were home from school, but, you know, work isn't canceled, just school's canceled. And I was just thinking, like, what are we doing? Like, why is this so hard? I think that one child was sick because that also happens a lot at this time of year. And it's just like, what are we doing? And it really caused me to sort of dig deep and rethink everything about the holidays. And I have to say for the past five years, I have loved every second between Halloween and the new year, except for the candy on Halloween, which I haven't completely figured out, I fully admit. And yes, we've had some sick days. We've had some holiday surprises that haven't been perfect. Um, You know, things come up, but on the whole, I really have had these amazing holidays and this is coming from someone who never quite felt satisfied. I was kind of like that magazine junkie, always looking at those picturesque pictures in magazines and wondering like why my life wasn't more like those. So today, I just wanted to share with you guys five really simple tweaks, tips, whatever you want to call them that I think can really help during this time of year to just make everything feel more manageable. So I hope you like them. And if you do, I'm going to share something else at the end of this episode. So just hang in with me. All right. So the first one is just each day, know what's for dinner. Know what's for dinner, not at 6 p.m., but know what's for dinner before 9 a.m., before you walk out of the house in the morning. And don't just know it in your head. I want you to have a pad of paper, a pad of Post-its, or your calendar that you use every day, and I want you to actually write it down. So if you're one of my people who meal plans every week and knows what you're eating every day, that's awesome, but I still want you to do this because even people who meal plan or even subscribe to a meal plan. If that's if you do that, that's awesome too. But I want you to actually write down what's for dinner that night. It's You're not having to make it up. That step is taken away from you. But I still want you to write it down and put it front and center. Because what happens on these crazy busy days is a lot of times by the time six o'clock happens, we're a little overwhelmed, um, we're tired and we may change our mind at the last minute. And so by writing down what's for dinner, you make that solid decision 
You make sure that you got everything you need in the fridge. Maybe you even move the food forward somehow, like you chop an onion or you soak some beans or you just take out a box of gluten-free pasta, whatever it is, you know, or you defrost something that's in the freezer, but you're somehow moving that dinner forward first thing in the morning. You don't even have to do that, but sometimes that's just what naturally happens after you write it down. And then by the time six comes, you know that this is the plan. You have not wasted any time thinking about what's for dinner throughout the day. When a child swoops in and is like, ew, no, I don't want that. You don't change your mind because you've already decided. It's already what's for dinner. It's on a piece of paper. It's firm in your head. And it just makes a big difference. And I can't explain to you why, but it is different to write it down than to hold it in your head because when you hold it in your head, it's not real. You can change it at any moment. And of course, from the piece of paper, you could change it. But I find that you're less likely to and you show up as a better parent, more connected to your kids, easier to make dinner, you waste less time throughout the day. So why not do that? And it really helps during this, you know, this strategy actually helps at any time during the year, but it really helps during the holiday season because what I find happens during the holiday season is that we have lots of different kinds of days. So we have vacation days, just a day off from school. We have normal work and school days. We have work days where the kids are off, but not the parents. We have days of travel if we're going somewhere. We have the actual holidays that make it a little bit you know, tougher on the meal part because there's usually other people in the house or the stores are closed. There just needs to be more forward thinking on those. And then there's days where maybe we have a party or an engagement or somehow dinner is different. And by just putting this intentionality behind what's for dinner first thing in the morning, you set that whole day off on a different trajectory. All right. So that is tip number one. Know what's for dinner first thing in the morning. Number two is understand what you want your holidays to be like and why that's important to you. So this is kind of a big one, but I don't want you to think of it in a big way. The action here is literally to sit down for 10 minutes and answer that question in your mind, on paper, on your computer, on your phone, wherever it makes most sense. Say, have a conversation with your spouse doesn't have to be a big deal. But a lot of times what I find around the holidays is the what, like how we define it. You know, it's the time when we go to our parents or it's the time where we have to buy a tree and move the furniture and do this. Or it's the time when we have to go get all these supplies out of the basement so we can light the right candles. And we just have all these things programmed into us. And I just want you to use this 10-minute time just to verify what parts of those give you real joy. And it's possible that all of it does, and it's possible that none of it does. So I just want you to be open to that. So, and this is, that's like a two-minute part. Like what, what would your ideal holiday look like? Would it be, would you be connecting with lots of friends? Would you be seeing lots of people? Or do you really just want to like curl up with your family and have lots of days by the fire and play games and reconnect with your kids because everyone's been so busy all fall? Do you see what I mean? So if what you really want to do is curl up and the holidays in your world means that 
all your distant relatives come into town and everybody has a different party every day, you're probably not going to feel so hot, even though that looks pretty happy on the outside. And on the flip side, if your holidays are pretty mellow because all your, you know, family lives out of the country, you know, your friends are all with their family and you end up just home with your kids and that doesn't feel so good because what you really want is to have a party, then, then your reality is not going to feel so good. Does that make sense? So it's not about how it should be or what your neighbor's doing or your friend's doing. It's about what you want. And this can change from year to year. So both of those scenarios are things that I have planned for on different years. Does that make sense? So once you come up with that what, which is just simple, you guys, really two minutes, two minute conversation, two minute paragraph, whatever it looks like for you, whatever's easiest, whatever that easiest way for you to get this out of your mind and into the world, you could email me, tell me, I would love to hear what you want your holidays to be like. Then I need you to think why. I just need you to ask the question why to that what. So, you know, why do you want to connect with your family in front of the fire for two weeks? And it might be because your husband was traveling a lot or the kids were really busy or you were preoccupied with something that was happening in the world or with your mother or with your kids and you felt not present for them. Whatever it is, I want you to really figure out like why is this so important right now? And I want you to document that because it's going to be really important as these different decisions come up that you can come back and look at what you want your holiday to look at like and why you want it to look that way. Okay? So number one again was know what's for dinner first thing in the morning. Number two is understand your what and your why for the holidays. And number three, and these are like, in actually no particular order whatsoever, because this one could have led after my Halloween story, is have a sugar plan. So what I find with the holidays is that there is a lot of food that comes into our view that might not serve us. It might not serve us for what what our why is or what our what and our whys are. Is that the right grammar? Um, it might they might not serve us in getting our kids and ourselves to eat that dinner we've planned first thing in the morning. It, it might not serve a quiet moment or, you know, it might not serve the kids going back to school the next day. It might not serve the kids fighting a cold. So we eat a lot of sugar during this time of year and sugar takes us out of our bodies. It take it ungrounds us. It, messes with our health. And for the most part, I feel like this is a long-term thing. Like we just have to get ourselves, you know, unaddicted to sugar and it's a a longer term game. But during the holidays, when it's just put in front of us, it's really important to just have a plan about how you're going to navigate that as a parent and as a person. Because here's the deal about sugar. It's addicting. In fact, it's more addicting than cocaine. Google that. You'll see that there's a, a study done on cocaine and sugar and mice and how the mice all went for the sugar over the cocaine. And we just have more of it than we even know. I tell the story a lot of times about the daily amount we're allotted. So I always tell it in teaspoons because I think it's easier to understand than grams. But basically, 
you know, the USDA suggests that a woman not have more than seven teaspoons of sugar a day and a man not have more than nine. So I, men, I think, can, can metabolize sugar better. I need to get someone on the show one time who can really tell us all about the sugar. But my point of this story is not to tell you all the facts, but just to tell you that that pumpkin chai latte from Starbucks has 11 teaspoons of sugar. So we're starting the day with more sugar than we're supposed to have in a whole day. A bowl of the wrong kind of cereal, same thing. The wrong yogurt, same thing. So we're getting a lot of sneaky sugar in our diets already, and then add in grandma's yummy Christmas cookies, all the cookies that the teachers are bringing to school, that party at the office. It adds up, you guys. It's a big deal. So how can we have a sugar plan that can help us navigate this time? And you have to really tune into your personality to what that what and why is and to what your like what your kids personalities are because it's a little different for everyone and i shared in my book this story that i think gretchen rubin shared in on a podcast that i heard once and i think she writes about this too and it's about two different personalities and what they can do with a bar of chocolate so there are those of us for whom feeling deprived is just not cool and so we would rather have a whole bar of chocolate. I'm saying we like I'm included in this. I'm not in this group at all. But we'd rather have the whole bar of chocolate and be able to eat one piece a day. Then there's others of us who actually I really am in this group who given a bar of chocolate, we would definitely eat the whole thing because we're naturally addicted to sugar. And that would be torture to have it in our purse for all the days that it would take to make have only one, you know, little square a day. So because I'm that second person, I've come up with all sorts of ideas for how to make sweet treats that actually don't have the sugar in them. And I literally make them every Sunday, especially during the holiday season. I make sure I bring them to parties. I make sure I put them in my kids' lunch boxes. I make sure they love them. We talk a lot about sugar. I don't tell my kids never to have anything. That's not what I do, but we talk about it a lot, you know? So just yesterday, you know, on Halloween, because pre-Halloween, the sugar already started coming out. My son was like, wow, I think I've had too much chocolate. And I was like, why, why are you saying that? And he said, well, because like I have all these bumps around my nose. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that could very well be the sugar. And he said, I think I'm going to try to stop doing that. You know, he's saying this on Halloween morning. I'm thinking, God, that's not going to be very easy. But anyway, um, he, he can make that connection. And that's all I really want as a mom. You know, I don't want to have to say no, no, no my whole life. But I do want them to be aware of how addicting all this is, to be able to read labels, to see when they're, you know, to make good choices, to pick the fruit over the cookie, all that kinds of stuff. So I do have um, a snack guide that's in the show notes to this site. So if you head over to plansimplemeals.com, you can grab the snack guide. It's a PDF full of just some great ideas for snacky food, smoothies, sweet treats um, that could really help during this time to have alternatives to to the sugar. 
So just know what's right for you. Like know whether you're going to bring food, whether you're going to say no, whether you're going to let yourself have one thing at a party, whether you're going to learn a tool like a body scan to know whether you're really hungry for something, whether you'll just, maybe you'll just commit to having a huge salad or a green smoothie or a big bowl of nurturing soup before you go somewhere. So you know, you're not going hungry and making bad choices. So you sort of have to figure out, you know you the best and you know your kids the best. And you know what will happen if you say no and if you say yes and how that conversation has to happen. Generally, I find that we're not really, we don't draw the line as American parents as a whole on younger kids as much as we probably should. It's not really until 11 or 10 or 11 that kids should really have that choice. Um, you know, we really are in charge of what is going into their body until, you know, that age where they get a little bit more independent. And I think we forget that because we did end up in a whole very choice parenting time. It's choice-based parenting time. Um, so that's hard. But But really the younger kids, we of course can say no to, or we can make sort of firm rules around um, that I don't think that will affect their whole life. Um, and then kids that are a little older do have to learn how to make good choices because as you know, as your kids get older, they disappear more often and they need those tools at friends' houses and at camp and at school and all those other places. All right, so know what's for dinner first thing in the morning. I'm just gonna keep repeating these. <laughs> know your what and your why. Remember, it only needs to be a 10-minute exercise. Just write it on a card, like an index card, so you can carry it around. Number three, have a sugar plan. And number four, you've heard me share this before, but maybe not in this context, is create a rhythm. So create a holiday rhythm. And this is going to look different than your fall rhythm. And... It may be that you need to create a few rhythms, but what I really want you to focus on for the sake of, you know, these five tips is create a rhythm um, for the two weeks that you have off of school. So just think about that now. Think about that in advance and think about what needs to happen in that time. You need time for yourself. You need might need time for work. You might really want time to connect with your kids or family who's in town or your spouse. You might really want time to celebrate a ho the holiday that you celebrate. So what does that look like in the context of those two weeks? Because what happens is our kids get out of school and then all of a sudden it's a holiday and we're like, blah, you know, like we can't think of it. I'm, I didn't check the calendar before I press record on this to know when Hanukkah happens within the December stuff. So sometimes Hanukkah happens during vacation and sometimes it happens during um, the school, when school's still in session. So just check in with that. Like see what your holiday rhythm is going to look like because you're, you might make different rules on that time. So if, for example, Hanukkah or the, hol the holiday you celebrate, the solstice, the solstice actually does happen during school this year because Christmas is like a weird day. I think it's a Monday. So the solstice is during school. So whatever you celebrate, like know that what, what, what's going to happen that day. Maybe you're just going to scoop your kids up and come home and be quiet. Or maybe you need help on that day because you have something that you want to, you know, you have a special moment, a special dinner you want 
for when when everything's ready that's when you're ready for the kids so you actually need someone to watch the kids you need them to be out of the house so you can do your magic so really think through what those days need to look like for you so you can plan for them in advance does that make sense okay and just and just think through that rhythm and please 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 if you hang around with me enough you know don't write yourself out of that rhythm and then hopefully in step two of understanding your what and your why, you're creating a rhythm that maps to that this time instead of the old way. Does that make sense? So hopefully your rhythm is responding to how you want it to be. And both of those two things, including yourself and creating a rhythm based on how your soul really wants the holiday time to be, those two things together will create more joy. Okay mama moments that was kind of like i kind of tucked that in a little bit to create a rhythm so i might have to have more to say about creating a rhythm but mama moments i don't want you to become martyr mom because it's the holidays i think this is one of the biggest things we do because we have less help during the holidays and there's more to get done so we sort of let ourselves go and there's this whole bridge going on in our brains of you know, the holiday is for them, and then the new year is for us. Have you ever done that? So I'm just going to do this, get this done, stay up a little late to wrap presents, or, you know, make this meal even though I'm not having fun, or I don't want to eat it. Because come January 1st, my resolution is to have more energy and live in the body I want. Like, how often have you heard people say that or said it to yourself? I know I have. So the point of mama moments is not that you ditch your kids for full days to go to the day spa, though you could do that if you wanted to. Sounds kind of nice, right? But the point of mama moments is that all throughout this process, you're remembering to take care of yourself and your body. And a lot of this can be taken care of in the food and rethinking that, what holiday food looks like, but also you know, if you're in somewhere that's cold, like here, just remembering to go outside, go on a walk, get fresh air. You can bring your kids in on all this. You can take care of yourself while you're taking care of your kids. But remembering not to just keep, you know, schlepping along on the holidays without taking those moments to breathe, to read a book, to go on a walk, to take a bath, to take a shower, to dry your hair, whatever it is. It isn't going to get you very far. is isn't going to get you much joy. And so just little moments of taking care of yourself, even just the four seconds it could take to take a deep breath are really helpful grounding and settling. All right. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to go back one to the rhythm part because there was one more thing I wanted to say about rhythm. So there's the part about the rhythm to your days and what that looks like and those bigger parts that you're getting done. But there's also something to the rhythm of the food. And I think that food, and that's why I started with the dinner strategy, I think that food during the holiday season can be super overwhelming because it just feels like a week. It, sometimes it feels like a weekend all the time because we do have so many days off. And then on top of that, sometimes we're in charge of making food for more people than just us and there's holiday parties I don't know it's just this whole weekend mode and I don't know about you but come Sunday night I am so ready for Monday I'm so ready for kids to be back in school for me to be back on a normal I'm using air quotes here work schedule all that kind of stuff 
and you know the a break those breaks that happen during the holiday season can just feel like one long weekend but there's no monday <laughs> there's no break and so having a rhythm around the food is really really important and this could look like you know assigning that Every Monday, you're going to have oatmeal. Every Tuesday, you're going to have toast. Every Wednesday, you're going to have fruit. It could look like that. You could decide, you know what? For the whole holiday season, we're going to have oatmeal every day. <laughs> or, you know, you could decide that there's four different kind of days and you're just going to alternate them. Or you're going to choose two nights a week that you give yourself permission to order from a healthy takeout place. Or pull from your freezer or one night a week where you're going to go out. You know what I mean? But it's just thinking about it in advance so you understand that rhythm so that the food fits into the rest of your life. All right. That is, I think, complete on rhythm. So just to recap, the five tips that I'm sharing today about how to have a happier and healthier holiday season, and I consider the holiday season this time in between Halloween and the new year, Number one is know what's for dinner first thing in the morning. Number two is know what you want your, your holiday season to look like and why, why you want it to look that way. And again, that's a 10-minute exercise, not a five-year dissertation. Quick, just the first things that come to your mind. Otherwise, you start getting that gook in it, you know, the gook from our past. Number three, have a sugar plan. As you could see, I didn't talk about any other kind of food because I think that sugar is the biggest culprit of our holiday season. It's the culprit, that's not the right word, but sugar is the biggest thing that gets in our way during the holiday season and makes us not thrive. Number four, create a rhythm to your holiday days so that they feel so that you're thinking about them in advance and they're not sneaking up on you and happening in a way that you're not prepared for. And number five, please schedule in some mama moments so that you're not acting as a martyr the whole holiday season. Even though you're going to be amazing to your family, you're also going to think about yourself. All right. I hope those serve you. I usually end with three doable tips. This was kind of like three doable strategies all at once. I think you could take these all on. I think you could do one a day for the next five days and really have a different kind of holiday season. I would love to hear any ahas, any questions, any comments. Happy to act as an accountability buddy to anyone. So just come leave a comment over on the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page or always feel free to send me an email at mia at plansimplemeals.com. Now, I'm kind of obsessed with happy, healthy holiday seasons only because making this part of my year so amazing, so thoughtful, so, I don't know, with intention, if that makes sense, has really transformed my whole life. It has transformed the rest of my year because it used to really get me down. And then it really actually, in hindsight, I say I would wait till, you know, January 1st for my New Year's resolution. But if I'm really being 100% honest, after spending nine weeks in mama martyr mode, 
you know, spinning my tail, spending too much money, eating more food than I wanted to, not really being present, all those things. Come the new year, you can't just switch. Like it makes it harder. It makes it harder to have any new year's resolution. So what I found is by really honing in this part of the year and making it how I need it to look at any given year, it has changed everything about my year. So I want that for as many people as possible. So I have curated a four-week series where each week you get three different mini lessons, like five-minute videos with planning sheets. So it's kind of like a guided planning session for four weeks. You know, minimal work for the return. Yes, you do have to sit down with your sheets and do some thinking, but in that thinking and planning, it's all action, right? It's all getting you to feel under control during this time. You will transform this time of year. And I'm doing it now so that it's like pre-December. So you'll, you might even have some presents wrapped before December even hits. You will know what presents you even want to buy might be less than last year. And you'll just thrive. And I want that for you. So I've put together what I'm calling Plan Simple Holidays. You can go check it out. We are opening the shopping cart today. Content will start to be delivered on November 6th. The shopping cart is officially closing on November 12th because I really do feel like if you start to take this content in at that point, you might it might pay off next year, but for this year, I would love you to dive in by November 6th. And I just want to plan by your side. I want I want you guys to work together. I want to be there for you. And I want us all to create this holiday season where it's just awesome. It's awesome for us. It's awesome for our families. And that has a ripple effect out into the world, which right now, you guys, is a little bit crazy. This is my way to make it a little less crazy, a little simpler, a little easier, a little happier, and definitely a lot healthier. So please go check that out, plansimpleholidays.com. And I would love to see you on the other side. All right, that's what I've got today. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.